0: Welcome to The Sanctuary, a safe space to speak from the heart. I'm your host Israel and my guest today is Jaden Austin, a super talented artist and I've been dying, dying to talk to you. I remember we first kind of talked indirectly when I was working on my film Family Over Fame um, and I was like, ah, we should set this up. And this was like, we're about to set it up and then COVID happened. And, you know, I was like, okay, now that I'm doing virtual, we have to make it happen. Thanks for coming on the show today.
1: Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. Sure. Yeah. So
0: yeah. So let's start with uh music. Like, what mm. kind of music did you grow up with?
1: Mm, grow up with um, my my mom and uh and my daddy, they're really into like nineties R and B. That's kind of like really what I grew up. They they loved our Kelly, um, like Jana Jackson, all that, like all that nineties R and B, um. Especially, like, my dad was really into, like, Tupac, like, the, 90, the 90s rap. So a lot of that. Also, like, like country music, believe it or not. Like, my mom was real into, into country music. I can remember um, some other stuff I grew up on, like, being, like, eight years old, maybe. I can't even remember. But going to my Nantos, we always stayed at my Nantos, and all my cousins were always there. And, like, T.I.'s album, Paper Trails, was coming out at the time. So like whatever you, whatever you like, all them, all them old TI songs, all them older yeah. Wayne songs, like that era definitely inspired me as well growing up.
0: And then um, at what point did you start writing music or oh, like at what point did you start writing music? Let's start with writing music first. Writing
1: music. So like, yeah. it's funny um, when I was like, oh sorry, that's in my phone. <laughs> when I was like um, five years old, I wrote like my first song. My Holy mom, shoot. Yeah, wow. I mean, I taped it on the fridge. So <laughs> that's like for forever, really. I've always written. Um, when I was in like like elementary school, I really liked um writing stories, writing poems. And yeah. um, as I grew up and my taste for music changed, and I began like liking what I liked, I was like, well, I could do this too. And um, I I already had been writing, so I just applied. So, like, always, I guess, to answer your question, I always... Pretty
0: much. And then when did it become, okay, you know, this is something I'd like to do?
1: Yeah, so I guess when I, like, like, I don't want to call it taking it serious because I don't think I really did that necessarily. But when I realized that at some point I could take this serious, I think I was in, like, seventh grade, me and my friends, um, they came up into, like, we were just chilling in my room. And one of my buddies was going through my going through my stuff just being nosy and he found like some songs I wrote and he was like, Oh, like, we'll do this too, we'll rap too. And then they kinda just started like from there it was like, Okay, well, I started like I was rapping first, so I feel like I gotta I'll show you guys the ropes. So I started booking <laughs> the um the studio down in the library. We would go record there and they would come with me. And that was when I really decided, like yeah, this is what I'm going to do. Like, mm. I, I definitely, like, we had to do an orientation in the studio. Um, and we just spent, like, 45 minutes in there just, like, learning how to turn things on and do things like that. And, like, I think from that moment on, like, I was in love with the whole everything.
0: everything. And uh, would you make beats or where would you get your beats?
1: I, I try making beats. Um, I, I I play around with it. But for the most part, like, um i have a little system where like some um i I use youtube it's really accessible so i just go there i'll find something i like um i use those beats almost as reference reference beats and i'll get like a jordan metro crazy producer luke Berryman, crazy producer those are two producers i worked really close with and um mm. if i can bring like a reference beat to them and they can um Make something similar, something with the same kind of vibe that I'm looking for, mm-hmm. and then I get to pay them people I know, you know, and, and keep yeah, the, money, yeah, yeah. the money with us.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, do you remember the first actual song like you recorded?
1: Um. Yeah, I do actually. <laughs> so it's actually this is um. So like the song is actually still on YouTube. Under my old, uh, under my old rap name. Um, <laughs>
0: what, what is the name of, was the
1: song called? <laughs> my old rap name was Nova Scotian Prince, and um, the song was called Love Shot, and that was actually that song that me and my two friends wrote after they found my, uh, after they found my raps in my room. is this, the this song we wrote, and we went to the studio. What was the song about? it was just about girls we were like 13 <laughs> <laughs> we thought we knew everything so <laughs> so yeah um.
0: um so you know you made that song um how was that experience for you you know to like start a song didn't exist before put it on a bit record yeah. it and then put it out there how was that experience for you
1: it was cool, man, and the and the coolest part about all of it was that we did everything ourselves. I mean, except for the beat, but like, we went. We were thirteen years old. We just went into studio, mixed our own songs, like made our own artwork, released it ourselves, promoted it ourselves, and and that was cool. That was a real cool feeling. And I think that's when I I realized um, you know, the route that I want to take with independence and um, yeah, like being able to to do everything myself, learning learning every angle of it. It's funny, um, the first time we recorded that song, I deleted all the files.
0: Actually, no! <laughs> what did your friends do and why Why did you oh, delete it happy. first
1: off? And what I, did your um, friends I do? Know, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, I guess I didn't save it properly. Um, oh, I no. And um, <laughs> yeah, my friends weren't happy. We went back in like a week or two later, re-recorded it which to you honestly which
0: version was better though the first one or the one you re recorded
1: Uh, the re-recorded version was better um yeah definitely better well we figured Mm. like i think it was more so like if we care if we if we were so in love with this song we wouldn't have accidentally deleted it we would have been so cautious so like we Mm. i think we wanted to create something that no matter what we're going to do don't protect this <laughs> um <laughs> looking back it's it's definitely not like that anymore but at the time we thought we were really on to something <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um so you know
0: you finish the song uh get it out there did you like have a show right away or how how did you get into performing a shows
1: so um my very first performance was actually for that song yes um it was right after, um, in the same library we recorded, and this is the Halifax Central Library. So they're real big on, they have a whole floor for youth. And um, we used to just, man, we'd be there, they got Xboxes there, so we will go play the Xbox until it's time, our time to go into the studio. And then right by the Xboxes, they had this whiteboard with like a schedule of events that was coming up, and one of them was like a talent show. And we were like, well, man, we just recorded a song, like what better way? You know, so that's we signed up for the talent show. Um, Yeah, it was my first performance. I remember there's 16 people there and like five of them was my family. (laughs) How how did that feel? Even though there were 16 people, it was still like, I was nervous, definitely nervous. But in the end, like it was accomplishing. Like we just, that was a milestone, you know, like at the age that we were at, we didn't know what Mm -hmm. we were doing. We just knew that this is what we wanted to do. And that was cool. That was cool. And
0: how has it progressed from that show? Like, what was the next thing that happened?
1: Next thing that happened? Um, I think the next big thing that I can remember is when I um, joined Artpreneurs with Youth Art Connection. And that was when um I, I wanted to turn my art into a business, you know, and learn how to, like, how can I get more people to to, to listen to my music. How can I get more people to come up to my shows? Things like that. Um, mm. Had to learn how to build a brand, you know. Mm. And so this was a like six week business course with Youth Art Connection and Chevy Price taught it, which is amazing. That's that's a power move in its own because Chevy doesn't even do that anymore. But to be able to say like Chevy Price um, taught me for six weeks on how to you know do this. That's, that's big. That was cool. So,
0: what did the six weeks involve? And first though, before you go into that, how did you get into the program?
1: I got into this program because, um family friend sent me the link because she had known Chevy they were friends um they knew each other, so she sent me the link to apply. I didn't really know what it was to be completely honest um I sent in I sent in my application um I got a call back I think it was like a week later, but I didn't know that. It was Chevy calling me. I thought it was my friend on the phone because I just had a host phone. I didn't have, like, cell phone. I couldn't see who was calling. So, so I answered <laughs> the phone, and I was, like, half asleep, and I was just like, why? <laughs> and they were like, oh, this <laughs> is you. <dude." laughs> yeah, like, this is Youth third connection. Like, we're just calling you back for entrepreneurs. So, yeah, that's how I got into it. Um, the six weeks consisted of, like, so the the idea of it was we wanted to organize our business plan. In the most like simple way possible like how can we take all of our ideas and organize them and and make them make them work really so Mm -hmm. we spent six weeks we worked on the first thing we worked on which I think actually like as I grow it makes more sense to me um, which was your values because they would always Ah. say to you like before you can do anything else you need to know what you value what won't you sacrifice you know?
0: Well, so what, what did you find? Are uh, uh, are your values uh, doing this program?
1: Um, I feel like I don't think I understood it fully when I was in the program. I was only like fifteen at the time. I think as I grow up, I, th- I I always come back to it though. That's the one. That's the one module actually that I always come back to because it, it it's like now i realize like i'll never vow, i'll never sacrifice my loyalty for music i'll never sacrifice my sound for a bigger uh, audience you know um, you know i'll never compromise any of my morals any things i believe in for this dream mm. so you have to know these things before you just jump into something you know
0: yeah so That's like uh to me i think once you understand the va- your values it makes making decisions really easy yes Cause like, if it doesn't align with your value, it's like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not Just doing it. Like you don't have to exactly. overthink. It's like, does it like, <clears throat> is it taking me closer to where, you know, where I'm going that, is it in line with my values? Yes, no, that's it.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. So like we did, it was things like that. So we started with uh, values and then we built up from there. Um, who's our team? What's our budget? What do we need to, to do this business plan? And at the end of the six weeks, we went to um, McGinnis and Cooper Law Firm. And then we went to Alter Egos and we got to do what was called an art celebration. Um, We got to present our art. So I got to perform in front of two different crowds and we got to mingle with the people there, introduce ourselves and just really like start start building um, connections in the network.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah, networking is another thing that's really really important. Yes. Uh yes, what is your approach? Hard. Yeah, <laughs> what is your approach when it comes to networking?
1: Um I don't, I still don't feel like I'm the best networker. I feel like there's work to be done, but I feel like um the things that the things that help me most are being outgoing like you have to be cool to say hi to anybody um and and another thing that um, I feel like it's a lot of people, and I say that because it got me for a long time. It was like the anxiety of, you know, walking up on a random person and just, hey, I'm Jaden. I do this, you know, um, come see me perform. Um, people get, people get anxiety about that, but it's just a fact of understanding. Most places you go to network, you're that's what you're there for. That's what you're supposed to do in this profession, in any profession. That's what you're supposed to do. People expect it, and you, yeah, just you have to understand that you have to embrace networking. Your network is your network.
0: Mm. Yeah, what what songs did you perform for your showcase for that, Ah,
1: oh, I did this song called The Come Up that Connie Ross remixed afterwards, actually, and we ended up shooting a video. Um, I performed that one because that was my single at the time. I think that was the only song I performed at the showcases. It wasn't... It wasn't necessarily like um a musical event you know it was more so like a presentation of art so we mm. each got this little here's here's your little bit of time set your pitch pitch your art you know see what you can do
0: what what was some of the how many people were in that program and what what was some of the art that they created sorry what were, uh, like how many people else were in the cohort that you were part of mm-hmm. and what are some of the things that they created during the program?
1: Okay. So there was about, I, I want to say 10 people, give or take a couple. Um, and we created a lot of things like there was, um, there was, uh, graphic designers in there, like visual artists. There was, um, singers, rappers, um. What else do we have? I knew it has mm. uh, we had something uh, else. We had, like, directors and filmmakers. So uh, we all come together. Um, I know we designed, like, we would do logos for each other. Like, the graphic designers would do some, some logos. And uh, we ended up making business cards. All of us got business cards with our own logos that corresponded with the brand we were building and creating. Um. Um, yeah, things like that. Like, we really just created like a uh, our brands well at least like the the foundation for our brands. Mm.
0: and how many years ago was this
1: three now me uh, <laughs> apart from
0: the yeah 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 apart from the value thing that you got out of that program mm-hmm. what was something else uh what are all some things that also stood out for you taking part of entrepreneurs
1: um <clears throat> Like I said, definitely the connections and the networking, that was a big one. That was a really Mm -hmm. big one. Um, I don't think a lot of people realize how crucial that is to anything you're doing. Just who you know, you know what I mean? Um, That was a big one. Um, Learning how to organize your thoughts in the way that we did. um, We had like a, it was like, I think, nine boxes. And each box was um, a different thing that you would brainstorm about. And then you would take your brainstorm and put it on, like, a real piece, of, like an actual planned out piece of paper. Um, so just organizing your thoughts in that way as opposed to having one idea and just trying to, like, do it all in your head. We put our thoughts mm-hmm. down on paper. We broke them mm-hmm. down, you know, made it all make sense. Um, I could go on all day about entrepreneurs. That was a great program, Like,
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then you build that foundation through the program. Uh, once the program was done, what are some of the things you applied moving forward till now?
1: So um, now I kind of, um, hmm. the, like, um, the values thing, I always come back to that. Um, I think, like I said, as I've grown older, I always come back to that. I always like um, think about that and, and what does that mean to me because that can change all the time. Um, as you grow, your values change, your morals change, things like that. So, I always come back to that. Um, I definitely always apply that one. Like you said, making decisions. Like, if the decision's not in line with your values, then it's got to go. Um, that networking thing, definitely. Now, I feel like I feel more comfortable to come out and be like, hey, I'm Jaden Austin. Like, I'm a hip hop artist. This is what I do. How's your day going? Things like that. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've offered people, like, uh, I've met people and offered to take them out for coffee and things like that, you know, just just having the. I feel like it really just gave me like the, um, the confidence, right? Like, mm. like they, they sat there with me and they were like, when I, when I would write my bio and my bio wasn't good enough, they would sit there with me and be like, no, this isn't good enough. You can do better. We know you can do better. And just, you know, having people constantly tell you that constantly be in your corner and on your side, mm. that was, that was a big one that just gave yeah. me that confidence. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's a great thing having someone in your corner knowing, okay, I can reach out to these people mm-hmm. if X is going on. Um, But let's go back to last year, you know, usually around, you know, winter is thawing, we're getting to spring, everybody's preparing for festivals in the summer. Um, Were you preparing for that? And if you were, once the lockdown and COVID happened, how did you... Like what change and how did you adapt?
1: So <clears throat> during around all this time, like aside from the music and everything, like there's personal things going on too um, around the beginning of last year. And so my plan from like I think the end of January, right before all of this happened, was like, okay, I'm in, I'm just gonna ignore all this extra stuff, all this all these things that are living in my head rent free. Um, I'm just gonna ignore those and I'm gonna tunnel vision focus on my music. Um all the things I guess that I'm kinda of planning to do this year, I was kinda of planning to do last year. Um I feel like for myself though, um I kinda let COVID be more an excuse. You no, know, we can all agree.
0: Um
1: you know you don't need to be outside to release music. <laughs> so it's no excuse for that. Um and I feel like a lot of us did. feel like a lot of us did that but um you know um I had to adapt like I realized I think like a month or two in like okay this 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 is here to stay (laughs) like I got to do something and um started I started going to the studio until the studio closed Then I started I set up a mic in my room started recording in my room and sending my stems in until the studio opened back up now we're back in the studio um I took the time to really like go back to to some of the things we learned in entrepreneurs, like especially the value part and think about like okay when i come out and i say this is jaden austin what does that mean mm-hmm. I, I sat with that question for a while and um i feel like i'm in a place now where i understand that at least for the time being
0: so what does uh it mean then oh what was the conclusion you came to
1: I don't think it was any one conclusion. I feel like it was more a feeling than an answer, if that makes sense, you know? Like I mm-hmm. feel more more comfortable in my body, more comfortable. Like I know who I am more when I go outside. when I look in the mirror, I know who I am. So I feel like I'm confident now to release music talking about who I am, talking about where I've been, what I've done, things I've seen. Things
0: so <laughs> am I hearing that, you know, you have this stem sent to the studio, you went in the studio. I, I, is that like a record is coming
1: yeah so i'm i'm working on an ep that's what we got coming i'm playing it. i don't want to make any promises but we are pushing to get it out as soon as possible we're working real hard on it um and yeah it's actually called this is Jaden austin and it's
0: just oh it's just i see I see, what you, I see i see what you're talking about how many songs gonna be on your ep Got six
1: songs for oh,
0: why don't you just call it an album because these these like <laughs> you know you go on Spotify like it's four songs and they call it an album now
1: um I don't think I don't think I'm I'm album ready yet I think I think the difference between an album and an EP like you said because it's not only about the length anymore so I think that the real difference is um the the detail maybe i want to say
0: mm.
1: you know mm. an album is really like not that this ep doesn't have a lot of detail and a lot of um things to look forward to but i feel like when i do an album you're going to hear the difference you do you know what i'm saying you're going mm. to you're going to know what a jaden Austin album sounds like compared to a jaden Austin ep
0: and then you're still oh the beats is still J- uh, jordan metro and luke who, who was that other person
1: luke barnes yeah, so yeah. We, got, we got how many Jordan beats? Um, three Jordan beats, I think, on there. Um, so far, I think I got one beat from Luke, but I think I'm getting another beat from Luke for it. I think he's going to remake one of the beats I already have. And then one of the beats is just a, actually a beat I just got off YouTube. I just really I really enjoyed it. Um, mm-hmm. It didn't sound like just a YouTube-type beat. It, it just sounded like... It sounded real. It is cool. I like it. I like it a lot. So I just decided to keep it. I think it fits real well with the with the vibe of the project.
0: Okay. So you know what? Whenever I talk to artists these days, most of them are like, "Oh man, I heard that bit on YouTube." So do I just literally go on YouTube and just search "hip hop beat" or <laughs> something like this?
1: That's not what I do. Um, so a lot of people do that. Like, well, I I did do that when I would go record at the library, like. I would search up, like, just an artist I liked. Like, at the time, I was real into, like... Because it was, like, 2016. So I was, like, liking low Yachty, low Uzi. And so I would search up, like, low Yachty-type beat. And I would just, like, find beats that sound similar to his beats and use those. Um, nowadays, I genuinely, like, skim. I just go... I'll scroll through YouTube. It doesn't matter what type of beat it is. I'll just... I want... Like, I've heard beats from YouTube producers that, like... They don't even have an artist type beat. It's just got a name and you would have never even known it was a beat. Um, Um, I just, yeah, like I just, I dig deep for my beats. I'm real picky with my beats. So what, yeah, what I do is like, there's a, there's also a handful of YouTube producers that I personally like that I subscribe to that I'll just consistently go to them. mm. But other than that, yeah, I just scroll. I don't necessarily search for anything specific.
0: Okay. Hmm. I'll check it out. Cause like, yeah. Uh, there's some good, man,
1: there's some good producers on there yeah yeah um
0: I think what you know opened my eye to it is there's this artists and he's he's not here anymore but um he took a beat from like a YouTube producer and then he he had some saxophone on it and his name is Brian colton I think but that song oh my god it's so good and then I was like okay so you can actually just go and then you like Take kind of this sound you like and then make it into something like your own. And that is what one thing I love about art, right? Mm Because there's no original thing anymore. You just take this thing you like, but then you put elements of yourself Mm -hmm. in it. And that's what I love about creating music, art, things like mm -hmm.
1: this. I compare it a lot to like painting. I always compare it to painting when you mix colors, you make different colors that's so the same thing we do with music really especially hip-hop hip-hop mm. comes from like jazz and soul music and poetry combined and and we've created we let I mean, we've done millions of different things with it at this point so mm, yeah, oh like, my god like yeah colors. yeah
0: <laughs> yeah so so um what is your process anyway like do you write the lyrics first before you get the beat do you get the beat first were like oh this is what i'll write to you do you get the title or the vibe of the song how do you write your songs
1: um it's different every time like when i'm with other people i feel like mm-hmm. the process especially there's no set process it just kind of you go with the flow um mm-hmm. when i'm alone because i write i write a lot like i'm a writer at heart so i write a lot um <laughs> When I when I'm when I'm home and like just writing along, usually I'll like. It's weird, like it changes. Sometimes I have a whole like, a whole page in my phone of just random bars that I was just sitting there one day. Maybe I was watching TV. Maybe I was driving down the street, walking down the street, whatever it be. And I just thought of this line, had to write it down. And then sometimes, mm-hmm. I'll take those lines and just see what I if I can create a whole song out of it. Or mm. sometimes I'll find a beat and then I'll just like start humming along to find a cool flow. And then once mm. I find the flow, I fill in the blanks with words. Or like if I get stuck on something, like I said, I had that whole page in my phone where I can just take a random line and throw that in. Uh. So yeah, like the process <laughs> switches a lot, but um, it's a lot of genuinely just like, gen- genuinely like most of the time, if you were to sit here and watch me write, what would mostly happen is I'd probably find a beat I like download it to my phone, write one line, and then write like eight more lines off of that, but then I'd go back to the beginning and I start picking apart each line and make it make each line like perfect. Like I'm very, very, very like, very picky with my writing, like I sit there and I yeah, make it sound flawless, like I'm big on that.
0: <laughs> so um I mean you you did a your project uh you know you did the uh acceleration is it's how did I get the name right yeah yeah
1: I think it was yeah. acceleration I think
0: so. and then um you know now you're working on on your EP mm-hmm. um what else support do you have from your f- parents like uh your, your from your family in general. Uh, or do you ever have any pushback? You know, you have to have like a plan B, or you know, like go to...
1: um, no, actually, my 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 family is really supportive of what I do. Um, I think mm-hmm. where I come from, any dream is a dream. Man. Like, um, I was like the first one of my family to like graduate high school, so that was I was good right there. You know, I'm I'm good right there. The fact that like my dream is to is to go and, and do these big things and touch people with my music instead of doing what everyone else does. Um, yeah, no, they're proud of that. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes maybe they don't they don't necessarily see things the way I do, like, but I don't think anybody could. I see things like, you know In what I, way? I, like I think I think some people are scared to dream as big as me. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think some people see big dreams as like intimidating or hard to reach but they're
0: not, they're just big, you know? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I, I'm, I'm exactly that way. Sure. I don't know. I, I always tell my friends, uh, I don't know how to dream small. Like, my dream has to be like, holy shit. Yeah, I like, do when that? you hear that, you're going to be like, what the
1: fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly, yeah. exactly. But but one thing um that I do is that, you know, so I have this big dream, but I'm also willing to put in the work. Like, exactly like i put in the time over and over again because like there's like there's no way to even achieve half of what i want to do if i'm not working my behind off mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah well that's the thing like they're, they're big dreams for a reason right you don't just you can't just snap your fingers and have them
0: mm-hmm, you know, you mm-hmm, have mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so again. yeah um now when you think you're gonna have like a date the ep will be ready
1: I don't have one yet. Um, I'm I'm close. Like, I'm real close, but I've made the mistake of, like, making promises before that didn't end up being kept for one reason or another, and so until we are 100% certain on what we're doing and when we're dropping it, I'll just say it's it's, it's coming soon. It's coming soon. Definitely soon. <laughs> are, are you going to release yeah. any singles or
0: just yeah. the EP straight? Oh, okay. I'm
1: planning on, like, yeah, we're going to have singles. We're gonna have a single. Uh, single. So okay. A whole, so, at least, do
0: you have a date for a single?
1: A date for a single. Let's say. the be- I-, I won't give a specific date, but the beginning of summer, we'll have a single. <laughs> okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. By, by then, that. Uh, do you least, know what song is gonna be
0: the lead single for This Is the Austin?
1: Yeah, I-, I can give that up. So, the song is gonna be called No Bitch. That's gonna know be the No Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> What's the song
0: about? <laughs>
1: Shit. Um. How would I explain what the song's about? <laughs> um, the songs. It's about like, you know, when people when people see what you got, and and they want what you got, but you you know you worked for what you had, and so what you have is yours so no bitch you can't have my shit <laughs> yeah yeah
0: yeah 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 i thought it might be that i, I, I thought it might be that okay well you know so, so i'd so i at least I have something you know to look forward for mm-hmm. in the next yeah, couple of weeks and the next couple of weeks.
1: visuals with it we're gonna have a whole rollout like there's gonna be lots to look forward to with the ep oh 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 we're doing oh, it the right oh. way we're doing it the
0: oh way sure. so like um do you have a team or is it like just
1: you I would say I got a team, yeah, I, would, I don't necessarily, like, we don't got a name, like, I don't have no, like, specific members of my team, but I think the people around me are my team, you know, and people mm. who, are, like, I can bounce ideas off of. I don't have no yes men around me, I just have <laughs> people who genuinely want to see me do the best, you know? Yeah. And so, I think that's my team in itself. I still work, actually, I work with Youth Art Connection still. Um, I work with Maje. Me and Connie's cool, like, me and Connie could always do some work together. I love Connie, that's, that's family, you know, so... Mm yeah i I
0: definitely would say i got a team yeah something that keeps coming up is this whole family thing um you know team family uh you mentioned connie you mentioned uh yura connection maje and i remember when we're making family of fame um one one core question i asked was like what does like that That line mean to you? I can't remember what for what what you said because it's like two, two, three years ago now. But um, I guess why is family important to you?
1: You see, like I'm older now, so like, feel like my answer is gonna change a bit, but that's cool. Um, Mm -hmm. family to me is like, you know, who's who's there when it seems like no one's there. You know, sometimes, I guess for me anyway, like. I get in the real bad habit. I'm stuck in my head a lot. It Sometimes feels like no one's there. But when you take that step back and you look around, who's who's actually there? And that's your mm. family. Um, I feel like my family changing every day. That's cool. You know, I don't really, I don't really just like consider family the people that I was born with or like whatever. Obviously, those are my family. But I got plenty of people who's my family who don't even you know. Some people mm. don't even know my mom, and I call them family. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. So, um, Roses uh, from Concrete, this this show is happening. Um, do you want to tell me a bit about it?
1: Yeah, so it's at the Derby. Um, it's So, this is cool, actually. So, last time I was there, I was underage, and um, my paperwork wasn't 100% in order. So, I wasn't able to perform now it's discouraging but you know we didn't let it stop us and here we are like geez like two years later maybe around then and um and yeah i'm legal now so <laughs> 19 plus have your id at the door because i will um yeah <laughs> what, what, <laughs> I mean, what
0: are some things you have planned for Rosies from concrete
1: um i like to well this is this is um this is a big show for me. This is my first 19 plus show. And like I said, like, it feels like a full circle moment because of the venue. So I have, um, I have a couple of songs off my EP I'm going to do, which I usually don't do. I usually don't do that, but I'm going to do that this time. Um, I have, I wrote a whole new song just to celebrate the moment, you know, and then we got a couple of remixes there too. So some people can recognize some of the beats. And yeah. Wow! So wow. we're gonna we're gonna turn it up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Jaden, I'm having just a great time, man. Uh, you know, uh, it's great to see this. You know, this progression that you've been making just in the last couple okay. of years. I've seen you perform a couple of times, but it's like you have this work ethic where. Each show is like better than the last one, it's like better mm. than the last one. Is that something you put in like is that something you walk on or how oh, do you yeah.
1: achieve that? Um I am big on providing an experience instead of just a performance, you know? I want you to leave with you want you take something away. Um I don't think that necessarily means I gotta perform like deep or sad songs, but you're gonna you're gonna remember that I was on stage when I leave, so I take a lot of time to work on that. Um, I always think like I learned this at Remix when uh, Remix did a workshop here and they told us like, treat your fans the way you would want your idol to treat you. Mm. And so I, I'm really big on that. I want every time you come to my show, I don't disappoint. Like I do, ex- like the, the audience wants more by the time I get off. So I, I work on that all the time. Um, I practice my songs. I'll sit in my room and just like dance around. I'll, I'll, like i'll practice in front of friends see like do you like this do you like this i bring my friends (laughs) to my shows so like after my show they can tell me Mm. like what did i do wrong last time Mm. i performed i got somebody to record the whole thing and i watched Mm. it after like the basketball players do and i was just like watching like what did (laughs) i like what did i not like and what am i going to do different next time so yeah
0: oh yeah that makes sense because it's like oh man each performance is than the previous one and not just like with size but just you know there's the vibe that you bring to it
1: yeah thank you thank
0: you yeah man thanks for coming on the show today but before you go uh i'm gonna ask you this though how um the ep comes out what next
1: we're not um i haven't released music since last summer so my promise to everybody, and I'm gonna say this for the record, is that once this EP drops, we're not literally gonna stop. Like, consistency is key. We're gonna be on there every day. Um, I'm not gonna say any like specific plans yet, but just believe that like it's it's not gonna stop. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, Jaden, thanks for coming on the show. Um, the the roses from concrete happens. Uh, I think. The, later today uh april 2nd at the derby uh and yeah i'm sure it's gonna be an awesome time thank you so much for coming on the show and i really cannot wait to have you back
1: yeah for sure how many times do I have to tell y'all don't come in my yard, don't fuck with my dogs? How many times am I gonna have to slide to tell this bitch no, you can sit in my car? How many times do I have to co-sign on another man's car? and I'm sick of my job. They ask me for these brand new things like they ain't got shit, like they just got robbed. So I say no, bitch.